In the holy name of Jesus. Amen. Day after day, week after week, year after year, what we call the lectionary, the Old Testament reading, the epistle, and the gospel, tell us how Jesus is reclaiming his earth and rebuilding his kingdom and calling us home, all of us, back to Eden. He does it in a very simple way. Every week he tells us who he is and who we are. Jesus tells us with his words, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, and neither do I condemn you, go, you are free. And come to me, you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And lately, it has been, now altogether, let's go south to Jerusalem, to Golgotha, to the cross. Jesus also tells us with his deeds. He touches, he heals, he casts out demons. He stills storms, he walks on water, he eats and he drinks with outcasts. He changes water into wine, he changes sinners into saints. He changes death to life and despair to hope. And he says of all that, and does all that, so we can be again what we were always meant to be, children of the Father, home again in Eden, Adam's and Eve's which makes the gospel reading for today so perplexing. With that sort of kindness and that sort of care week after week, a kindness and a care which even moves God to take our flesh and blood and live with us, with that sort of gathering and that sort of teaching and healing, with a life that is dedicated to making wrongs right. Why all of this division? With Jesus, how can it ever come to three against two and two against three? Fathers against sons and sons against fathers, mothers against daughters and daughters against mothers and in-laws against each other. Why are we so divided? We are divided because Jesus is fire. Like fire, Jesus is warm and welcoming and living. But Jesus is also spontaneous and unpredictable and dangerous. Jesus runs hot and then he runs hotter. If you know anything at all about Jesus, you know that with Jesus there is no in-between. There is no part way. There is no half speed. With Jesus Christ, it is always all or nothing. You are either on fire or you are not. And so the gospel for today. I came to cast fire on the earth and would that it were already kindled. For some, that is the best news that they have ever heard. You remember how it was on the road for Emmaus. When he spoke, didn't our hearts burn within us? 
And you remember how it was a few weeks ago on the feast day of St. Mary Magdalene. She comes to the Garden of the Resurrection and all she wants to do is find him, cling to him, hold him, obey him, and let him be her teacher. To reverse the curse of sin and bless her and give her a life that finally burns with meaning. You remember how it was in John chapter 6 when Jesus preached the hard text, I am the, bread of heaven that, I am the bread from heaven that has come down to earth. And people, one by one, began to leave. Finally, Jesus turned to his disciples, realizing that he had divided the crowd, and he asked if they would be leaving too. And Peter quite honestly said, there's no place else to go. You're it. No longer cold and damp and dark, they and all of you are set behind him as little Christs, as his disciples, as those devoted to him. So for you, this is horribly good news. But for others, it is the worst news that they have ever gotten. Those who insist on defining God and defining themselves on telling themselves who they are and telling God who he is. This is the worst news that they could have. So some leave him and some curse him and some work against him. And some betray him and some plot to kill him. And they are not behind him as his disciples, as Christ's. They are before him as stumbling blocks on the road to the cross, as little antichrists. And now you, this 12th Sunday after Pentecost, whom do you believe? And which side do you take? Because there is no in-between. Who is telling you the truth? Who is life and who is death? The gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life. Really? Is that so? And no one comes to the Father but by me. Really? Is it all so exclusive? And how great is my distress until this thing is done. Says Jesus in the gospel for today, this is the single thing that dominates my life. It is the only thing that I can think about. It compels me to move south. It compels me to a bloody baptism on the cross. This is it and there is nothing else. When the matter is put so starkly, it is no wonder that Jesus inspires division. That it is two by three and three by two. That it is fathers and sons and mothers and daughters and in-laws set against each other. There is no in-between. There is only Jesus and all else. For you who are here today, undivided and one church, sharing the Eucharist of Emmaus, and entering the Garden of Resurrection with Jesus and St. Mary Magdalene. And week after week, going to the cross by way of the road that runs south. It is joy when we come together again today as one community. But there is a cost. There is a cost of those who have been left behind. Those whom you have left behind those even in your own families, fathers and sons 
and mothers and daughters and in-laws who have no idea what you're on about. And even those who have left him and cursed him and worked against him and betrayed him and then more. So you are safe, but what to do with them? I suppose it would be best to multiply the gifts. From the little I remember long ago, isn't it multiplication that undoes division? So multiply the gifts. Day after day, week after week, year after year, come here, stock up, carry them out, and deliver them the best you can. More incarnation, more love, more grace, more south, more cross, more bloody baptism. More Emmaus, more Saint Mary, more Eucharist, more Eden, more persistence in banging on the door until it opens, more life that burns with meaning, more discipline, more obedience, more maturity, more authority, more life that matters, more fire, more cross, more Christ. Maybe that's what Jesus meant when he said, love your enemies. Multiplying our gifts until our divisions go away, even those three by two and two by three, fathers and mothers and sons and daughters and in-laws. If you learned anything at all from the Incarnation, if you learned anything, you should have learned that no one was ever hated into coming home. So off you go now, heading south. But watch yourselves and tend yourselves, the temptation to grow cold and damp and dark. As sinners in a sinful world is always there. So as you go out again today, protect yourself and bless yourself with his gifts and be a blessing to others. Go out today and see the world through the supper's host. Live the world through baptism's waters. Speak to the world the words of absolution and forgiveness. And love the world through the cross of Christ. Until the day when Jesus finally does have his way, and his distress is finally done, and his burden is finally lifted, and his will is finally accomplished, and his earth is finally reclaimed, and his kingdom finally comes, and it is Eden once more. In the holy name of Jesus, amen.